You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. It's another episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony Lewis here again with Aurora Bubaloo. Aurora, how are you doing? Good, and you? I am doing excellent. This was a great episode of The Walking Dead. It I, was awesome. I, yes. feel, I feel like I'm saying this every week. <laughs> it's been a great season so far. Yes. So, yes. I mean, last week was a great episode. This week... Another awesome. really good, and this was, this is another one where they they really screw with you, uh, yeah. much much like JSS, where there were no, they they went a step a step further in and uh, just survived somehow episode two. There mm-hmm. was just the minor characters, I guess, more or less right. to an extent, and they're like, you know what, that worked out okay. Let's just in episode four, let's just get rid of everybody but Morgan. Yeah. There was nobody else in this episode. I guess we should. Well, you should you you should include Tabitha because yeah, she was yeah. a critical part of this episode. Yes. <laughs> um, we first let's uh, uh, I guess address the elephant in the room. Uh, something that I personally believe is yet uh, was another attempt at some damage control or trolling by the people at The Walking Dead. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but it's been obviously it's almost been a week since the episode aired, so. Uh, the chances are good that you've probably read an article or two about this already, but Stephen Yoon's name was not in the opening yeah. credits. They took it out. Um, yeah. I will say this. Uh, there were a lot of people's names in the opening credits this week, and none of them were on this episode. Uh, so I personally think they just took his name out to get people talking. Yeah, I think they're trolling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think it is. I Yeah, I think it's just trolling. Uh, much like... Uh, much like the episode of Doctor Who last season where uh, Clara was trying to trick some Cybermen into thinking that she was the Doctor in the cold open, and then they reversed the opening credits mm-hmm. where they listed Jenna Coleman's name first, and then Peter Capaldi's name, and then instead of Peter Capaldi's face, it was Jenna Coleman's face, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, just just trolling the viewer a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all they did here. I think that was just they took Stephen Yoon's name, uh, his name out, because he wasn't going to be in this episode, and you know it's gonna it's gonna get people continuing to uh, look. They didn't mention him on the Talking Dead in memoriam. He's not dead. It's just as simple as that. <laughs> they would have mentioned it. There was a uh, they they would have said something. They didn't say something. So mm-hmm. uh, they they wouldn't leave. They wouldn't let it hang like this. We'll, we will find out Glenn's fate uh, soon enough. Perhaps as early as the next episode so we'll we'll find out but uh this is season six episode four called here's not here Mm -hmm. uh and essentially it uh surrounds essentially it's the episode is one long flashback uh more or less um so flashbacks show morgan's life before his quest to find rick uh, after he burned down his insanity apartment in a fit of insanity, uh, mm-hmm. 
Morgan set up camp out in the middle of the woods, killing several walkers and a father-son duo he encountered. While hunting, he stumbles upon a secluded cabin whose sole inhabitant, a man named Eastman, manages to knock him out and trap him in a cell. Uh, Eastman, we learn, is a former forensic psychologist, and he lives a peaceful life, taking care of a goat named Tabitha. Uh, he also practices Aikido, uh, a, a form of uh, a martial art built around self-defense, essentially, and avoidance is mm-hmm. what Aikido is, um, which is why he was able to handle Morgan, who is obsessed with clearing, which Morgan eventually tells us is that's what he does. He Anybody who's in his path, human, walker, he clears them, which is code for murdering them horribly. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, but, uh, and Eastman is essentially like, look, you can leave at any time. The cell has actually never been locked. You can go. You can stay on the couch with me. Uh, I can show you. I mean, he already mentioned he was a psychiatrist. He's like, mm-hmm. I can, I can show you the door to walk through to get, he's like, look, I've dealt with people, uh, tons of them, horrible people have done horrible things. I've only met one person who is pure evil. You're not like that person is you, you can recover from this. You can step out of that cell and you can hang out on my couch or you can walk out the door, but I'm not going to let you kill me. Morgan decides he's going to try to kill him anyway. And, yeah. uh, Eastman Akito's the shit out of him, uh, uh, enough that uh, he once again gives him the option to stay or go, and uh, Morgan decides he's going to stay, but he stays in the cell. Uh, Eastman believes that all life is precious and humans are not meant to kill. He later reveals that Morgan's cell has been unlocked the entire time. I already talked about this, but I'm reading it out of order now. Uh, (laughs) So uh, he eventually... uh, once once uh, Morgan goes back into the, the door, he's, uh, the cell, he, he starts to come around a little bit. The next day, Morgan leaves the cell to save Tabitha from a walker uh, and uh, encounters a graveyard where he learns that Eastman buries all of the walkers he has had to kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two bond as, e- uh, as Eastman teaches Aikido to Morgan, who begins to develop a sense of peace. When they decide to scavenge Morgan's old camp, Morgan begins to feel trauma once again. So Eastman orders him to practice Aikido on the spot. They encounter a walker, though, and that walker is a man that Morgan had previously killed, one of the father-son do. I believe the son. Yeah. And a guilt-ridden Morgan freezes on the spot, forcing Eastman to kill the walker. However, he gets bitten on his Mm -hmm. back in the process. Uh, Morgan angrily admonishes Eastman for forcing him to practice Aikido at that time and place and putting himself in danger. Morgan begins to revert back to his PTSD behaviors, but saves a couple he encounters in the woods from walkers. Mm-hmm. He then decides to return back to Eastman's cabin, where he finds that Tabitha has been unfortunately killed by walkers. Yeah. Another animal death, Another Aurora. Animal. Yeah, my gosh. Uh, uh, animal lovers are going to have a hard time watching this season, for sure. Yeah. And how dare they make me emotionally attached to this goat? He was an adorable goat, yes. <laughs> or she was, yeah. Um, also, it was a boy goat named Tabitha. I, I'm not going to judge Eastman one way or the other. Uh, Eastman finally explains why he has a cell in his cabin, confiding in Morgan that he imprisoned and starved a psychopath who had mm-hmm. killed his entire family. He concluded that this did not give him peace and he decided not to kill anymore. Weakened by his bite, Eastman offers his cabin to Morgan, but advises him against being alone. 
After burying Eastman, Morgan leaves the cabin and discovers a sign that leads to Terminus. In the present, Morgan relays this story to the wolves' leader, whom he had previously captured in the JSS episode, uh, hoping that his story can help the wolf change his ways. The wolf reveals that he is injured and could die, but suggests that he will kill Morgan and the Alexandrians if he survives his injuries as part of his code. Morgan leaves the wolf in the house, locking the door. As he leaves, Aurora, what did you make of Here's Not Here? I loved this episode mm-hmm. so much. And I think that it was funny the way that the um, show, like the previous episode was very tense and everybody was like freaking out yes. because of what happened. And then they throw this episode in after so, that. Well, and it's like, useful. okay, everybody calm down. Let's do some Aikido. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some breathing exercises. Just, just breathe. Yes. Take it easy. <laughs> I feel that that was kind of the intention. Like, yes. okay, calm down. <laughs> what Which you, helped. There, there were people, by the way, who were very upset at this episode because they said nothing about Glenn. Yes. There were a lot of people that were like, we want to know now. And yes. I think, you know, we recognized this last week that they were putting this episode in here to kind of do a, a buffer to to kind of mm-hmm. hang people out on the string a little bit more as yep. to what Glenn's fate is. But you know what? I don't mind it if they provide oh. with an episode of such quality. Because yeah. this was and such you know a that, good show. You know that people that are complaining, they're going to come and watch the next episode. Sure. They're just complaining. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, there is a minor spoiler, right? There is uh, We do hear Rick at the end of the episode. And that is Rick because people have tied that to the season six trailer, which has a running Rick who is screaming, open the gate. Uh, And that is what Morgan hears when he, so uh, Rick has survived whatever the, uh, the situation was with the RV. Uh, Maybe we'll get a flashback to that next week of how he got out of it. Or maybe we just figure out that he just walked out and started running and then hoped that, the zombies did not catch up to him at some point. Huh. Uh, I'm not sure, but people were definitely able to tie that uh, together. Because, yeah, the one thing it does not mention here when it says Morgan leaves the wolf in the house, locking the door as he leaves, is that he does hear a voice screaming, open the gate. Right. And then he starts running, and that's when the show ends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, people have tied that to the the, the trailer for the season that has yeah. running and okay. yelling to open the gate. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember that. That's true. So, yeah. I, yeah, I can't tell you how much I love this. I can't tell you how much I loved Eastman. I got so attached to this guy and his story was so compelling to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I knew he was going to die because we know Morgan was not with him or anybody else like that when you ran into the group, which angered me to a certain degree. Like, how dare you create this character that I'm interested (laughs) in and then get rid of him in one episode. You at least do that at like the end of a season or something, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, not even George R. R. Martin's writing goes to such horrible depths (laughs) where they introduce a character in one paragraph. And by the end of the page, he's dead. Yeah. That's no fair. Um, (laughs) I love that speech he gave to about, um, I mean, he gave him many speeches, but, uh, the one I, I, I really liked the one about how humans are not meant to kill. He's like, we don't have, oh, we yeah. don't, we don't mm-hmm. have fangs or sharpened teeth. Uh, you know, he's like, there's, uh, he's, we, we work better as a group. It's, he's like, there's a reason yeah. you have PTSD. 
Mm-hmm. There's a reason soldiers come back from war with PTSD. It's because mm-hmm. doing horrible things affects them negatively. We aren't built to do this. Right. Um, you know, if we were built to do that, we'd have the tools built into our bodies to do it, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I think this was a great episode for... Yeah, I thought that you were referring to my favorite speech was when he was telling his story about the oh, psychopath. The that psychopath was an amazing story. And, oh my God, it was so good. And it was just him talking. And yeah, he, he did it so well. He weaved it. I was just sitting there staring at the TV, listening. To, I could have yeah. listened to this guy tell a story for... He did it. Yeah, you're right. It was... Um, it was like one long shot because Morgan had kept asking him, like, you know, where's your family? What happened to your family? Got killed by walkers too. My family got killed by walkers. Mm-hmm. Why do you have this cell in here? What's this cell in here for? Uh, and Eastman kept evading him at every angle. He did not want to answer his questions. Right. And then he finally sits down with Morgan and tells him uh, the story. And it was essentially that ties back to the, uh, yeah, I've only encountered one evil person and you're not that guy. Um, and he tells the story of the evil person, uh, a model. Right. It was essentially like a model, uh, prisoner. Yeah. Who was very he was mani- good at deceiving people. Yeah. He was very manipulative and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he rallied to get programs in the prison for other inmates, uh, and things along those lines. And he was, Eastman was interviewing him doing a, a psychoanalysis or something along those lines. And he said, I don't recall the exchange, but there was a point where he knew that I knew. Mm-hmm. And then he stood up and smiled and punched me as hard as he could in the face. And he was trying to kill him. And he said, the, you know, the Aikido had saved his life. Uh, but eventually, because he's such a good con man, he eventually got out on parole or something along those lines. And then he came to my house and he killed my wife and my son and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then went and turned himself back in. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, I f- was so heartbroken for him. And yeah. there is a scene where he, in, in that in that speech, he says, uh, you know, I made that cell because my plan was to, because he had gotten himself, a, this prisoner had gotten himself a sweet deal uh, collecting trash or something, right? On a, uh, right, out on right. a highway or something. And he knew the guards and he knew the shifts and he knew everything and he was going to go and kidnap him off of the highway and go and put him in his cell and let him starve to death. And then Morgan asked him if he did it. And then Eastman evaded him. And it wasn't until near the end of the episode where walking amongst the graves, Morgan notices that one of the names is the name of the guy. And Eastman finally confides that he starved him to death and it took 45 days. Doesn't that seem like a lot? A lot. Right. Uh, But uh, the human body can go a long time without food. It can't go a long time without water, oh, um, I, I think, is what it is. And, um, you know, he's like, that's when I decided I was never going to kill again because it didn't bring me any peace. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. didn't feel any better. I probably he's I'm sure he felt worse. Uh, no, but that was that was great. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it happened to you, but when I was watching that scene after mm-hmm. it ended, I was like, wait, is he the serial, the serial killer? Yeah, at times I thought about that. It's like, was he the crazy evil person? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he found a keto and it, you know, it, uh, <laughs> right. it turned his life around. Or is it? Yeah, that's what I was sort of thinking at first. I had the same thought that maybe <laughs> this man is a psycho. I mean, he had a prison cell in his house. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... Uh, I mean, this, is, this is what The Walking Dead 
has done to us. We yes. don't trust anybody. It's like yeah. everybody's evil. <laughs> There's no way this guy is good. Well, well, look to be to to be honest, uh, and 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 granted, you can put yourself in his shoes of wanting revenge yes. for your family's death. But what of he course. did, but what he did do was no better than what the evil guy Con Man did mm-hmm. to his family. Mm-hmm. He brought himself down to that man's level. I mean, he did commit a horrible act in the name of revenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he redeemed himself as he redeemed Morgan. Right. Uh, and it took some work, but he redeemed Morgan. Uh, yeah. I, I think the the parallels with this and the 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 mentioning of PTSD and mm-hmm. like you know just like the parallel. Uh, there are people out there, obviously, all day every day that are trying to help soldiers or veterans mm-hmm. that have PTSD to sort of come back from that. I think yeah. this was a, a really awesome way of. Of kind of channeling that. That's sort yeah. of the thing that like science fiction always does best. They take uh, they take a real life thing and they kind of put it in uh, a situation where a lot of people are going to watch it. They're not necessarily even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course, you could get PTSD in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like you live <laughs> in a whole like you can barely even. You may just have to call it TSD because there's really no post traumatic point in this. No, Every it's day just, is it's... traumatic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe call it like CTSD for like current traumatic uh, yeah. uh, uh, stress disorder or something. Like, uh, yeah, like the zombie. Oh, I'm shocked more people don't have it. You know, probably most of the people do have it and they're just undiagnosed. I'm sure Rick is full of it. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I'm sure it's <laughs> like taken over his entire being at this point. Yes. He's just not. He he just isn't channeling it in the way Morgan did, where Morgan just lost it and had no sense of reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick has just channeled it into being a, a rictator, apparently. A, a, a crazy, crazy, crazy man who has just enough of his faculties left that he can manage to keep a group from falling apart. But uh, that did not work f- well for Morgan. He, uh, no. he, w- he was a little farther out. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have, uh, outside of Eastman's... Uh, 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 speeches. Did you have a, a, a favorite moment uh, in the episode? Um, I liked the uh, part where Morgan saves Tabitha. Oh, like you yeah, see, yeah, yeah. You see the struggle. Like He doesn't know if he wants to save her or it's, not. And then at the end, yeah. But at the end, he goes and saves her. And that's how their kind of friendship blossoms because he saved Tabitha. Yeah, and he's like, hey, you wrecked some of my flower bed. You didn't need to do that. Go fix that. <laughs> Like, Eastman was so down to earth. He's like, I'm still trying to figure out how to make cheese from her. I haven't figured it out. Could you please put your gun down, sir? I'd really (laughs) hate to not have to hit you with my stick. Um, You know, he fixed Morgan's spear uh, by taking Mm -hmm. the sharp end off and just handing him the bow and uh, or the the staff. And that's the uh, apparently the origin of, of Morgan's staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and look, this guy did kill. I mean, he had to kill walkers, but, um, you know, that's kind of like a thing that everybody has to do. Yeah. Uh, but he would bury them. He would search the, yeah, that's another little thing I like. He would, um, he searched the bodies for signs of identification, a mm-hmm. wallet with an ID so he could carve a name, uh, into a thing. Like there are some people in this world. I, and I guess I kind of like that. That little that little ray of hope that there are some people right. left in the world where there is still a shred of what used to be humanity left in them. Mm-hmm. Um, like like if, if if the like if next week Aurora they cured 
the zombie apocalypse, none of these people would be able to fit back into society. Oh, no. No way. Or at least not as we know it now. Or they would reform a society, but it would be so different from what we... From what it used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it made me feel like... Um, I don't I don't know if I mentioned this before, but every time I play, like, a role-playing game, I can't... I can't ever be bad. Like, always, I always help everybody. You've got that... So you'd be, like, the Eastman if you were in this... Yes. You'd be dead. So I always the say, East. if the zombie apocalypse hap- I, happens, I'm dead. I'm dead. Because I'm going to be helping everybody. Yes. <laughs> Like I just I, I can't be an ass. I mean, I, I he's can't. undead, but that undead <laughs> guy's got a family somewhere. No, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I I hear you totally. It's <laughs> I, I don't know how. Uh, I mean, obviously, you'd have to change. Um, and Morgan Morgan has had to go in the opposite direction, though. He changed so bad, so drastically and radically that coming around to this other way. I mean, and he's still making it. Mm-hmm. You know, he took out like four like humans with a stick. Yeah. You know, so I mean, he if he if he can handle himself there, he's going to be just fine dealing mm-hmm. with dealing with zombies. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but it made me think about um, the last two episodes, um, or even the beginning of the season. Like every time Morgan sees Rick or Carol, he gives them this look like he's worried about them. Yes. Um, and I think it's because he sees himself in them and Absolutely. that maybe they're becoming him uh, or what he was. Oh, yes. So I think, yeah. So I think that he may try to, or he's kind of trying because he did it with Carol a little bit, trying to become like Eastman to them. Yes. Um, but I think Carol and Rick are far away gone <laughs> To oh sure. I mean, because I, I, I wasn't even thinking about this, but um, Morgan was already well entrenched in the zombie apocalypse when he came upon Rick for the first time mm-hmm, in the first mm-hmm. season. And when we first met Carol, she was not Carol as we know her now. Mm-hmm. She was like you know, essentially abused housewife Carol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Morgan is. Because uh, I was trying to think to myself, at first it didn't seem to make sense, and then I thought back to like the first season of the show. Uh, it's like Morgan has been dealing with the shit of the zombie apocalypse much yeah. longer than Rick or Carol has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is why he has progressed so much further and then come back around. You're right. He sees, yeah. he sees that in them. It's like mm-hmm. they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're going right down the same road I went down. Yeah. And this is not going to end well for anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I... And and at first, because I did not know, none of us really knew what happened to Morgan in between when we saw him last and now. Last time everybody saw him, he was insane. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the looks he was giving people, I'm like, why is he giving Rick that weird look? Right. Like, what's that about? And then this episode, and it all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes perfect sense. This was a great episode, Aurora. What would great. you What would you give Here's Not Here? Ah. <sighs> I want to give it. I want to give it four point five, and I'm not giving it a five because I'm okay. very, very upset that Daryl has not been in <laughs> episodes. He has really not been in any. They're four. No. They're they're they are, and this was an hour and a half episode. They are four and a half hours into this new season, yeah. and there has been very little Daryl Dixon. Maybe because he's off filming his new bike reality show Probably. for AMC. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know, but just because of that. 
<laughs> and and don't get me wrong, I I love I love Daryl as well, but uh, to 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 counteract this, I will give this episode a five. Oh, I love this episode. It might be they're going to have a hard time topping this episode <laughs> because this had um because look, I, I like zombie killing as much as the next mm-hmm. guy or gal, and uh, but I have seen in six seasons of the show. So many great zombie kills mm-hmm. that when we get to an episode where there's zombies, but they're very so much like background noise right? in this right. episode. And this was pure character development mm-hmm. and just character moments and things like that. And this is very much like a bottle episode. It took place on a very small piece of land in a cabin for pretty much the entire episode. Yeah. Um, I just, I loved it. It was awesome. The performances were amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, it great. was yeah. I was uh, thinking about my favorite, like if I had to choose like my top ten Walking Dead episodes, and in those top ten, the Morgan episodes are there. Like the clear episode is there. I love that episode so much, and this one is in my top ten as well. Yeah, and it's um. By the way, it's John Carroll Lynch is the name mm-hmm. of the gentleman who played Eastman uh, yeah. in this episode. Um, I'm trying to think of. Other things I've seen him. I mean, because well, he's he's like he's, a, he's very much a character actor as well. So yeah. he's like the well, guy. I had, hard, I had a hard time seeing him as a good guy because the last time I saw him in a movie was in Gothica. That um, oh, that's very yes, and Robert Downey uh, Jr. Yeah, that he's like the bad guy. He's the actual bad guy in that movie. That's right. Um, so when I saw him, I was like, oh, I, I immediately thought he was a bad guy, but. Um, he's also been in Zodiac. Uh, yeah. He was in uh, Shutter Island. He was in... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Shutter Island, too. That's true. Oh, what else has he been in here? Uh, Paul. I love Paul. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. um, he's in that. He's in Gran Torino. Um, you know, wow, this is crazy. They're saying he was in an episode of Star Trek Voyager. Really? As well. Oh, you know what? I know what episode they're talking about. Um, the, uh, let me see here as, uh, I'm trying to, trying to see if this is the guy that I, that I think he is playing, but I don't think so. I could, I could be wrong. Uh, let me see here. Skimming, skimming, skimming. Um, okay. I, I don't think he's the guy I thought he was playing, but I do know the episode that he was in. Um, okay. there is a... <laughs> <laughs> You're like moving on. Uh, the uh, oh, and apparently he. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. I've just been watching this show. How did I not recognize that this was John Carroll Lynch? Especially since I looked up on the interwebs to see who was playing this character. Um, Are you at what American Horror Story? Yeah, he played Twisty yeah. the Clown on American yeah. Horror Story Freak Show. Yeah, uh, and apparently he plays John Wayne Gacy in the latest season of American Horror Story. Mm. Um, so he's, he's in that as well. I feel so ashamed because <laughs> I just watched five episodes that this guy was in <laughs> on American Horror Story Freak Show. And I was leaving like, who is this guy? I'm going to look up who the actor who plays this guy is. And the name was stuck in my head and I did not probably because Eastman and Twisty the Clown are two very different yeah, characters. They look very different. Physically, <laughs> like, in so many ways, very different characters. Yeah, uh, but anyway, he was 
amazing in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, five stars mm-hmm. to this man, John Carroll Lynch. He was he was incredible. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I don't know how they're going to top that, Aurora, but we're gonna I don't know. we're gonna see what they can do. Well, we kind of saw a glimpse in the um, trailer for the next episode that the, Maggie's gonna go look for Glenn. So yes, and good luck to her. <laughs> he might he hey he might be fine. He might be in a pile of zombies. Yeah, yeah. We're not sure which. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, either way, good luck, Maggie. Uh, <laughs> I hope you don't die anytime soon. Uh, that may be the trade-off. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be back next week. This was an amazing episode, and hopefully mm-hmm. next week can can reach that bar as well. We'll be back with uh, season six. Episode 5 of The Walking Dead called Now.